0: Hello and welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. Today we're being joined by Harneet Bewager, the restaurateur behind Indian small plates restaurants Gunpowder, which is restaurants in Spitalfields and Towerbridge. Uh, welcome to the podcast Harneet. Happy to be here. Hope everyone's well who's listening to this and
1: staying safe.
0: Yes, thank you. I mean uh, t- tell me how are how are how is how are you and and, and the Gunpowder team coping. It's obviously tough times for everyone. You know, hospitality not excluded. I mean, how are you finding things?
1: Uh, tough. Yes, tough is a word we could use to describe it. Very different. Um, I didn't think uh, I'd be in this situation or rather we'd be in this situation. Um, I think the, the teams come together quite well in terms of to support each other. Uh, we've all We've all made sure that we're we're checking in on each other, Uh, we're around. uh, Of course, it's devastating that uh, the thing that binds us all together, the restaurants are shut uh, currently due to the government mandate. Uh, But I think uh, we're trying to get through this uh, looking at, at the positives rather than some things we can't control.
0: Sure. I mean, I mean, in terms of positives, what, what, what I mean, what, what are they in, in your perspective?
1: Uh, so now, my, my team is, here. um, being able to do a little bit for them. Uh, but I know that everybody isn't in this in the same position as I am. Um, we're looking at the government for help. Uh, we have uh, worked out. or We have been working on a uh, delivery-only model uh, through at least one of our sites. Um, These are the things we're looking at in general at the moment. Okay, I mean, tell me about, I mean, delivery
0: and takeaway, that's something that that, that a number of restaurants are looking at, but it's not without challenges. I mean, what are are the challenges that that you're finding uh, that you need to overcome and also
1: do it? So the biggest challenge is safety. Uh, yep. The reason we haven't been able to start it as of now is safety. A lot of our a lot of our team doesn't live in both our locations are very central. Uh, one is London Bridge, uh, Tower Bridge, and the other one is uh, just around Spitalfields Market. Uh, with Spitalfields and London Bridge, uh, we're lucky in a way that there is a residential catchment area not far from it, uh, but. It is a very central location, which means that not a lot of there are it's a high density area for offices, but not a lot of residential are in the immediate area. And, you know, hospitality is not most people that work in hospitality, we all end up living quite far. So for us to get into town is one of the main challenges and the safety of, of our team is one of the main challenges that we've been trying to get our head around. Remember, a lot of our, uh, I think 80 percent of our team is is with family, in and around London, and a lot of them have kids. Some of them have uh, partners and spouses that work uh, on the front lines with the NHS. Mm-hmm. It's a bit difficult uh, to demand uh, for for us to demand that of their time, where one partner is already say a nurse working, you know, eighteen hour shifts every day. Uh, we've we've had to take it with a with we've had to take a little bit of a cautious approach on this just to respect everybody's own personal safety. What else is the company doing? What what else are you doing or, or thinking of doing
0: in in terms of you know looking to the future, looking to when you might be able to reopen, looking at business continuation, looking at um you know what what you what you need to be doing now so that so, so that when you can open again that you can do it effectively.
1: So this is a conversation, and it's a very difficult conversation we've been having with our accountants, with our lawyers, with our landlords, with all the stakeholders that are involved with the bank. Obviously, we all already know that uh, Rishi Sunak's big announcement comes with a lot of caveats, and 90% of the time it's been useless for small uh, independent operators. Um, No restaurant in central London that's about bigger than maybe around 1,500 square feet would ever have a business rate lower than fifty thousand pounds? So you, he immediately just cut us all out of it. He basically said, "Here's something. It's it's going to to the wider country, but London's just been cut out." And I don't know whether that's that's a that's just a math problem at their end, or whether it was done because we have a we have a mayor that's Labour and a and a government that story. Uh, it pretty much cut out a lot of London restaurants, at least if you're in zone one, zone two, and you've got a 50-cover restaurant, you're not you're not qualifying for anything. Sure. Add to it loans. How can you offer loans to companies that have no revenue? You've asked them to specifically shut down, and then you're offering them loans at a higher interest rate, personal guarantee quite often, and then telling them that you have to pay the money back with no real opening date in the pipeline.
0: Sure. Yeah,
1: it, it, um, uh the government currently in the center must think that w- the last time such a not such a situation, but an economical upheaval happened. They were they jumped into in money into banks and take ownership. But when it comes to feeding the mom and pop shops in the small and medium enterprises, they're keeping more than an arm's distance away.
0: Sure. And, and what about what about discussions you've had with your landlords?
1: Um, see, uh, not everyone's being very helpful. Um, uh, I've had one landlord that's pretty much sent me an email saying, I'm going to send you a winding up notice. Wow. And I've got one which, which, uh, which continues wanting dialogue rather than anything else, which doesn't really achieve anything, uh, because it means that they're trying to put it off until the government takes an onus. Um, it's it's a difficult time. I I there is no other way of saying it. A lot of a lot of restaurants will not open, or even if they open, won't be able to survive because we expect that traffic is going to go down 50 percent. Even if we go back to doing uh, smaller menus, um, uh, you know, like keeping it logistically more simple, it's not a necessity that. I think that thirty to forty percent of the restaurants won't survive from this really? even if they get to go open back up wow which is a which is a which is a which is a sober, a sobering figure isn't it, it, uh, it,
0: it yeah like it's a it's true. a it's
1: a big it's a big figure imagine uh, you know someone that's that's got two restaurants three restaurants four restaurants comes back and uh, that's a l that's a lot of employment gone in the centre of london. Yeah. And it's it's quite realistic that despite the furlough that the government has given, um, it, a lot of restaurants won't be able to open because suppliers are not letting up. Some of them are being very understanding, but the bigger ones that the government always seems to bail out are not. Utility suppliers are not being nice. Uh, landlords are not always playing ball. Um, it's the bigger guys that are that are willing to squeeze out the middle because I think everyone looks at it as, it as a pyramid and says, we can always just chuck the bottom layer out. Someone will be the new bottom as long as we can save the top. But that's not the way things work, right? Right. No. What will no. an insurance company do with all the small and medium enterprises out? Who's going who's gonna to buy their insurance? Landlords need to think that if 30% of, of London uh, commercial space becomes vacant in the wake of things like Cat Kitson and etc. going out, how, how are they going to fill it out? They need to work with us. They need to work with restaurants, with small and medium enterprises to make sure that we all come out of this.
0: That was Harneet from Gunpowder, and that was today's United We Stand podcast. Thank you very much for joining us.